Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the Gym Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Stone. Over there is John Fairbanks. How are you doing, John? I'm doing excellent, Tyler. John has made it back to the East Coast off of after his uh, weekend trip into the land of Massonomics here in the Midwest. Glad it was you, amazing. Glad you made it home. It was a good time. So we put the, we helped, uh, well, we didn't help. We came and attended, I say put together, but Massonomics put together a very uh, high level, very fun powerlifting contest here in the middle of the boonies in Massonomics headquarters, Western Northeast, South Dakota. Um, John came down to visit business trip. Uh, timing worked out great. So we could check out the powerlifting meet as well. And uh, fun was had all the way across the board, which is why what we're going to talk about today is something that uh, we kind of experienced this weekend. It's something we've also done for gyms that we work with as well as for uh my gym, we've done these types of things, and it's something we see done well, and it's something I see very often done very poorly, and that is uh, using events, social outings, and gatherings uh, to grow your gym, to simply like nurture your local community, to get attention to your gym, whatever that is. But there's a there's a social component to this that I think is really great. But a lot of gym owners do it wrong. A lot of gym owners simply just don't get enough out of it. So hosting events, hosting competitions, doing social outings. Uh, that's what we're going to cover today. Before we get started, make sure you go to gymownersrevolution.com. That's where if you want to join the Gear Academy or learn more about it, it's sitting there. So that's our uh, coaching group for gym owners, doing gym owner things, taking their gyms to the very next level. We also have the gym owners blog that sits there, as well as all of the old transcripts and all of the archives of the gym owners podcast. In the link in our description, make sure you go to the Gym Owners Revolution Facebook group. That's where we keep you up to speed on all the cool stuff we got coming up very soon. And follow the show at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Tyler F. And Stone. That's Tyler E-F-F-I and Stone. And John? You can follow me at JBanksFL. All right, guys. So this weekend was meathead power lifters a very nice clean event as far as like the experience was very professional. You guys have been to a lot of local contests, local meets where I'm kind of okay with this, it being just like a simple little in-house thing. There's not a lot of bells and whistles. It's just kind of fun. It's almost like a mock meet for a lot of the things that I see gyms doing in-house. There's nothing wrong with that. Unless you want to be cooler, unless you want to really get attention. And there is a, it's, again, there's a book I really like people read. It's called Conversational Capital. It's how to make things that make people, that how to create things that people talk about. And one of the things is, really got to over deliver and it's not all very expensive sometimes it's just a matter of making things look clean crisp really really professional and that can go as simple john let's talk some of the attention to detail that we saw kind of at this meet um that made it very next level and i'm gonna start with a few things first off backdrops big nice cool backdrops really good design for the contest well-branded stuff um the setup of the event was very professional um, you had a very large competition platform, very nice, solid equipment. It was set up to be spectator friendly, whereas a lot of these things are kind of stuffed in a hotel, small hotel convention area, or if you're at a CrossFit affiliate, it's just kind of like working around your, your rigs and there's still your, all, all your normal shits laying around. And that kind of sucks. There was never an issue of being able to see it. Let we had we had seating on the floor, and then you also had stadium seating because of the venue that they chose. Yeah. So it allowed you to be elevated, and that those stands were always full. Like yeah. it was always full because that's where people sat. And then if you wanted to be closer and get sweat on and 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 the heat, 
yeah. is it overwhelming. You could, but it was very easy to be able to enjoy whatever the lift was, including bench press, which is usually just crotch shots and ass. Yeah. Yeah. So there's always the dilemma when you're hosting a powerlifting week. Do we deliver the crotch or do we make it so nobody can see? The answer is turn them around. We don't need to see their head. We just need to see the bar move. It's okay. Bench press is boring to watch no matter who's doing it at all levels. So it's okay. Yeah. Now it is interesting when you're hosting, we're going to get into more than just competitions, of course, here today, but I want to stay on this tip because while we kind of recap the weekend here, um, there's two types of people that you're catering to here when you host an event like this. One is the athletes. Now, the athletes for powerlifting meets kind of probably need to come first because that is where most of your money is coming from. Most of their wives, girlfriends, families, parents, cousins, friends are not on the verge of getting into powerlifting. So if you do want to have a good event and have it be something yeah. that people continue to show up for, um, you do need to cater to the interests of the lifters, which means you need to have a really nice kind of package for them. You need to give them apparel. It should feel clean. The system should be organized. Um, the warm-up area was great really nice top level yeah. equipment. They did not compromise on that at all. So there was tons of space, tons of extra equipment. The event itself ran extremely smoothly, which when you have good event organizers on the back end, that's great. Whether you use a federation or whether you DIY it, loaders and spotters are extremely important. So you need a ton, a ton of volunteers so that the team can turn things over fast. And they were lightning. And they were lightning fast. Now that rolls over into the second group of people that you need to make happy when you're hosting an event. And that is the people in attendance, people watching, spectators. Now, man contests, they take forever. They're normally eight hours usually, right? Uh, this one ran nine to three. You're looking at six hours for this, you know, this yeah. one. Here. So it still is a long day. It's a long day, but there's no getting around it, especially in powerlifting. But then you need to do something for the spectators. First off, you need to understand that nobody is staying for the whole thing. It's not true. No, like very few people are going to come and go, yeah, I'm just going to go check this thing out. If they don't know somebody doing it, they're not going to be there the whole time. So the whole, the rest of the stuff that goes around it should be, if someone comes in for an hour or two, can they, can their experience be a good one? And I think the, the Mass Anomalous crew did a really good job with this. Is What they did was they had one great music, good music, good sound setup. They had solid MCs, so the thing moved pretty quick. The event moved quick, so it stayed exciting. The details were there was great booths with good products to buy. And for those of you out there having merch, not just for the meet, but for other sponsors, other vendors, whatever, when people are in a captive environment like that, and they get a little bored or they need a little bit of break and they'll walk in. I have bought shirts for powerlifting meets that I didn't compete in when I was just there and they were ugly, but I just bought them because I bought a white shirt from a powerlifting meet one time. And I have a hard, hard opposition to it's white right. shirts because yeah. I'm too messy and gross. And I was like, well, I'm here. I might as well. I never, fucking, I wore the thing once, never wore it again. So it is just, it, it's good for the vendors to have things set up there. You give people something to do, you have food, like you can, Cover all the basics, but, but if you can just level them up a little bit, it goes really far. These guys had two giant pillars of fire so that if anybody hit their second or third deadlift attempt, massive 10, 15-foot flames go flying up. Just he's – I mean, you always forget how how hot that shit is, even if you're, like, in the back row. Like, hot fire is. Fire is hot. Fire hotter than I thought it was going to be. Um. But those attentions to details now makes where someone comes in and they goes, you know, I've never even been. If that's your first powerlifting meet to go see and it's like a friend of a friend is competing and you go check it out, you're like, 
holy shit, that was cool. Like no matter what is cool. People are fired up. People are yelling. So I think understanding the difference between who you're trying, you know, the, that you need to deliver for two very different types of people, just for the sake of the event, by the way, this isn't about the things we're going to get into next. Um, but for the sake of the event, you really need to over deliver and you need to craft a solid and enjoyable experience for everybody, not just worrying about how you can, this is the thing I always hated about CrossFit, the way they, the way they handle a lot of their contests is it's more about finding the fittest person and the, the workouts and the workouts going off than it is like, can this be fucking entertaining at all? You know, there's nothing more, less interesting than good. Imagine going to the CrossFit games a few years ago. And they have a marathon row. Fuck you. Now, yeah. great. It's all about the test of fitness. But don't ever fucking ask somebody to pay money to go sit in a goddamn stadium and watch people sit on ass for hours. It's crazy, right? NASCAR, but way less beer. So on the ex other extreme end of this is what we've done with uh, powerlifting meets that we had hosted, that Tanner had put on it uh, with Massonomics before. We went the opposite direction, purely spectator friendly. Purely. That's all it was. We, the, the events went so fast. Um, there's two things that happen in strongman contests. When you have a strongman competition, either everybody's worried so much about the lifters experience that they, everybody gets enough time to warm up. And if we're going to go to the log in between events, everybody gets to practice with the log for an hour and then the lightweights go up and then they start doing, they do their lifts and then when the lightweights are done, they let the middleweights come in and practice with the log again. So there's Ooh. just all this downtime and it sucks. So what we did with every Massonomics powerlifting meet was we said, absolutely not. You as the lifter are on, it is your responsibility to be warm. We do not fucking care. Now we'll do everything we can to facilitate you getting warm. We do have equipment, but we, there will never be a moment where things are not happening on the lifting floor. Yeah. And trust me, as a guy who's competed a lot, like those are my favorite meets because once I start, I just want it to continue powering forward. I would rather have to go out and with a little less rest than I wish I had than wait three hours between lifts, which very often in a five, I've, I've had many 12 hour strongman contests for five events. You can't even convince your wife to stay. No way. Crazy, dude. So um, most of the ones we did were three hours or less, two and a half hours or so. So we tested that with then uh, we've also done strongman contests at our teams where it's red team, blue team. Each competitor only does one event. And then that becomes very easy to get high level competitors to come in because you will not pull me out of retirement for a five event contest. I'm too beat up, I'm too old. You might get me out to rip a log around. You know sure. what I'm saying? That may happen, but then you can get some big names, big people, big freaky people that maybe aren't going to stick out the whole thing. That is a very spectator friendly event. That might've been the most like riled up crowds we've ever seen. And that, that ends up being a home run. Megan had then hosted one here at Massonomics as well, about a year and a half ago. And I think with 40 competitors, give or take done start to finish in two hours and 15 minutes. So anybody who says it needs to take longer than that, just quit letting these lifters be divas and babies and just fucking say, no, 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 you're, you're going to be up when you're up. So when your weight class gets up, it's, it's fucking on you. So just be warm, get warm, pay attention, but I'm not stopping this event. So you can get your second turn of warming up with the yoke. Just fucking warm up princess. I thought you were a big, strong guy. 
So it's a super, if you, if you can frame your events like that, by the way, most of the lifters really appreciate it. All of them said, maybe they wish they had a little more rest time. Not a one of them who traveled sure wished that the event took an hour longer before they got to turn around, and drive back home. And yeah. every single person in attendance was able to stay the whole time. And if you want to grow the, um, that sport within your community and get better eyes and do this from year to year and have it continue to grow and have it become a very big thing within your town, as well as your gym, making a spectator friendly event is the best thing to do. I love these things as tests of strength and tests of fitness, um, but there's nothing worse for the sport than something that's that pretentious and does not deliver any entertainment value value. Well, because already it's weird. Yeah. Like you have to accept, like if you're not, one of us right if you're not one of us it's you just it's this is stupid mm -hmm. this is dumb this is stupid this isn't interesting you all are dumb but if you get somebody who wants to come out and like well let me check it out you will if it is fun people will be like well, I, I don't know what the fuck that they're doing but like it was a it was a party like it was yeah. a gas like it's it, it is it, the last thing you want to do is have people start to be well i'll check it out because it's brand new to your area Right. I can't like in our area, we participated in a, a powerlifting meet that was the first powerlifting meet, according to anyone that's lived here for the last 50 years, that has ever happened that involved any teams allowed to be involved at all. And they said it never had happened before. Thank God no one came to it. Yeah. Because it was terrible. It was terrible. Now they didn't know what they were doing. And it just was like a dude doing his best to like test a thing out. But there was like five people there. Yeah. So it's really important that if you want to continue to grow something and be able to have people come in and be interested, the last thing you ever want to do is have people show up. Yeah. So we want to talk then about the application. This is, that was our kind of wrap up of our experience with the events that I've participated. Go ahead, John. There's one thing that like we didn't talk about, which is I think really endears like the people that are the participants or the families or whatever. And it's what the Mastonomics dudes did before the actual event. And then after the event, Oh yes, yes. And yes. it goes really hard. Like they're already their their mantra of the idea of like lift hard, live easy. So there's this always this concept of like we're gonna do some hard shit, but then we're gonna fucking party. Yeah. And they I, had, I think they, that they, was really they hosted important. a full kind of like for the people now, Grand Mass Times a bit of a different brand than just there being some like regular USAPL meet going on in your town, right? Right. But there was kind of a party the night before, a little gathering, right? Have some pizza, whatever. And then afterwards, after the event itself, there was a fully hosted at a bar after party. And by the way, that after party isn't something that like took a ton of work. It was just, hey, you let the bar know we're going to be here. <laughs> like you kind of, and that's it. Like there wasn't, they didn't, it's not like they set up fucking appetizers for us or anything. Um, but having it become a socially endearing experience as opposed to just a entertaining experience is what takes us to the very next level. Um, now for those of you as gym owners, I think it's very important to know if you're going to host an event, I would like you to maybe keep those things that I just described in mind, right? The problem is hosting competitions like that is fucking hard. Doing it in your gym is really hard. Doing it with doing it yourself is really hard. If you're the gym or it is a lot of damn work. If you don't have the ability to delegate out or kind of like give this project to somebody where you can kind of just work with them on it, there's a lot of work. One of our coaches in the gear Academy has done this fourth weightlifting meets and he's had them in the past. He says, it's just such a damn headache and it jams up their gym a lot. And maybe their gym space isn't ideal for it. And it was just so much work um, that he kind of took a few years off of it. But 
now it's like they found a different location to do it at. It's it's more of a, I think if you're not associated with the gym, with that specific gym, it just feels like an event, a contest, which is great. That means you can attract people from all different types of work of life to the contest instead of just to a gym to go do a gym thing. Um, but it's a lot of damn work. So there are other ways to do, to get kind of the same benefits, these social benefits of having a big contest and having everybody coming in, having fun, having a good time. And we'll cover a few of these here today. So one of them is you can do a lot of these things via just outings, right? I think regular, good old fashioned social outings. Um, we were talking with, as a matter of fact, the same coach, the same gym owner uh, in our group the other day. And he said, he was like, God, I don't know what to do. Cause you always feel like you have to put this thing together. Like I have to plan a trip and does it, they're like trying to make everything fitness focused. And um, I said, well, maybe just, once you guys just let people know, like it doesn't have to be everybody's going to go to this type of thing. Just say, hey, we're going to go here to this place. This local, let's go support this local business and just hang out as a group. Anyone wants to go, just let us know, RSVP, and we'll meet you there. You get 10, 15, 20 people, whatever. It's cool. Those 20 people had a great time with people from their gym, and it's a home run. And he was like, oh, shit, that probably sounds like an all right idea. It's a lot less planning. It's a lot less bullshit. And what do they do? They're just like, all right, let's go to the comedy club. There's a comedy club. There's a comedian we know. And then, boom, 25 so people go in, and all of a sudden, they're pretty valuable to this comedy club that night, right? And they're a good group of beautiful people out having a good time, and they're spending money. So now that comedy club owner, the bar owner, whoever it is now, that is a big value add to them that you've added. You're not. You're now – like patronizing their business, you're supporting the thing, your people are having a good time. It's a win-win across the board. And it gives you the opportunity to start to further those relationships. It doesn't cost him any money. Like everyone paid their own way. Now, granted, it's not a moneymaker for you. Um, but having your people be fit and beautiful out in the town, right? And people asking and talking about who you are, where you're from, that's the, we talked about a very um, real organic form of true networking, that's um, not fake. And that's one of the many ways, right? I think that that, that definitely fits the bill. Because you got to know that, that the comedy owner, you will become a referral. He will become a referrer. Yeah. Right. Because it's, and it's make sure that they're aware. Like if you haven't like reached out, which you probably won't, right. Going to a comedy club or whatever, and everyone's buying their own ticket. But afterwards it's taking a few steps of like tagging, tagging the company on yep. social and be like, we had a great time shooting them an email, like whatever, shooting them a message. Like there's just not that much follow-up that can happen afterwards that will really allow to make sure that you got the proper visibility, which yeah. is we had a great time here. We can't wait to come again. So it is clear. Like it is, we had 25 people come out. It was awesome. It was great. We had a great time. Like it allows again, it just is you're opening the doors. You're planting these seeds all over the place compared yeah. to where and it, like just like you said it's it's no it's literally no work other than showing up and i'm also okay with contacting them ahead of time too like that's always a good one like hey we're bringing so we got a hand right now we got 15 confirmed might be 2025 let them know ahead of time that they should be one prepared and also pretty fucking appreciative because if yeah. i show up with me and my wife i'm spending two people's worth of money that's it if i roll in 30 deep and they know that my business is the reason for it they are that is worth 30 times as much is my big ass walking into them. There's an element too that I really like, which is as you start to think about or brainstorm, like where you would want to go, whether locally or whether you're going to travel or whatever, it's thinking about the people, either who you are 
and who you want to be attracting, right? Understand that like it's, if the comedy club is your scene and is the people that you go and you, that come to your gym, a larger percentage of people, at least that you'd want to spend time with like that kind of comedy, you then you're walking into a place where there are more people that could be <laughs> members of your spot. Yeah. So just as, as you choose these different locations, you are need to understand that you are knowingly putting you and your members in a position to have their best foot forward and to have the highest opportunity to have people say, how many, we were at the bar for the massonomics thing. Yeah. People wanted to know if there was a bouncer convention yeah. coming to town. Yeah. Why are all these huge Jack dudes here? What is going on? Why is everyone wearing such tight clothes? Is this a gay thing? Why are these yeah. guys wearing speedos in the bar? It's a bunch of bears that all have yeah. shown up. It looked like a bear convention. I did have a very old woman come and ask my wife while I was standing there. She's pointing at my shorts. And goes, Is this some kind of gay thing? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's that is <clears throat> right. That is the power that you end up having because then people do ask because people are fucking nosy. Yeah. So it's just like, why are you all here? Why do you all look the way? You look? Why is this happening? And then immediately you'd be like, oh, this is what it is. And then it is such an easy conversation starter that's way more fun in the right place where you already are connecting with people on a totally different level than, do you want to come to my gym? Yeah. Now there's also fitness focus outings. And I still think this can be things that are essentially free. Or this is also you going to other businesses, right? I think it's, um, I think what a great opportunity if you're a CrossFit gym, take your people, reserve time to go to a, local kickboxing gym go hit some bags or go you know what i mean if you get 30 people together and you hire your local martial arts instructor to come do a a fun little thing with your group that's a what a great way to bring people together do something different it's a thing that i think that the sport or that the what's the word the um the philosophy of what crossfit was originally got so right was that it involved the phrase and try new sports yeah. You always be trying something new active because over the course of your life, you never know what's going to click. You never know when you're going to get bored of the thing. And if you get bored of the thing and you've been very standoffish towards trying other things, you're going to run out of fucking things to do, dude. And so I think it's really good if you're in the functional fitness space or any sort of more community focused fitness space, right? We're doing group classes, semi-private stuff that may be tough to execute on a uh, 24 hour things, people are maybe a little less connected, but I still wouldn't, wouldn't advise against it for sure. But anything like that, a, a, a fitness focus outing that is still, it fits your brand. You are doing fit things. So instead of it being like, let's go out to the bar, have an after party, which I still am totally on board with. This is something that maybe doesn't compromise your diet. It maybe appeals to someone who's like, ah, I don't drink, or, you know, I really don't like dirty comedy or, you know, I'm just, I'm not into that kind of stuff, but I'm here to get fit. You know what? This sounds like a fun addition. And I think that's a great way to involve your people as well as things like hikes, um, water, have a beach day, have a beach day where maybe you just plan a few activities that you do. Like we're going to have some fun little sand thing or a swimming contest, like an open water swimming thing. That's, that's not stuffy and not an actual uh, contest, but like, here's a few things we're going to do this day. Bring yourself out there. It's all just going to be a fun day. Um, don't make it, don't overstay your welcome with a lot of these things. Come in, get in, get out. And these are the things that people will remember five years from now about your gym. And it is such easy networking. Like I can't, I cannot, like we can't overstate that enough. Because it is, especially if you're a fitness thing, there is still, as you all know, 
there's still a really, really weird relationship that you all have in your local communities with other people that do fitnessy things. And it's what sucks, in my opinion. Yeah. That's the reason why we started this whole thing was all you motherfuckers were all trying to do the exact same thing, no matter where you were on planet Earth around 2019. Mm -hmm. And none of you were talking to each other like some fucking gym in Perth, Australia is somehow going to have like is going to one up you when you live in Des Moines. Yeah. Like get the fuck out, like talk to each other because you're all trying to figure out the same thing. It's going local too. So locally it's stop having a scarcity mindset. Like there's not enough people in your town to go around. Yeah. And, and, and if you truly are coming from the right place, which is you genuinely want to help humans, it's who else wants to do this too. So it's, it's, if you have a BJJ place that's in town or you have whatever, who the fuck like karate places, whatever these places are that are like, I love the idea where if I have a spot, to have someone come in and just expose my people to it. Like mm -hmm. it's such an easy gesture of, cause technically you could take this from the right of the standpoint of, well, I don't want some dude. Like so if I have somebody come in, they're paying me to work out with me for twice a week yeah. or once a week or three times a week. And now I'm going to bring a Fox into the hen house to steal my wanna, members. I don't want to take my people to this other place where they might have fun with a bunch of people who are the reason that they're not leaving to go to that place. Anyways, what the fuck guys? Come on. So I think that, that, but that category, right? You can have a, a social, social focus outing and then fitness focus outings. I think the reason we're covering each of these, each of these bases here is that you don't have to do one of all, one of them exclusively. And it also means that when you're doing, you should do a few a year types of things at least. And that way they don't always have to be the same thing. Cause sometimes we'll talk to gym Absolutely. owners about it and they'll just be very surprised that, Oh, Oh yeah, I could just do that. It's always a barbecue. It's always a fucking barbecue with you guys. And I'm okay with it. I love meat and stuff. Yeah. But it's always like, a, we'll have a barbecue. Well, that seems like it's okay, but that's like a very narrow experience. Having a barbecue exactly. in the back of your gym. It's I don't know. That's, that's wonderful, but that's not my fucking like sweet idea of an awesome time. There's many other things out there to be experienced. And that's how, again, if you keep doing that, nobody's going to fucking talk about that. I'm sorry. And Those see, people aren't going to their job the next day or the, no. next, the next Monday and go, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, we had this barbecue. It was a blast. It was this totally new. Ex I've never had burgers on a grill while standing up holding paper plates. And he also, it, it only confirms that you're a cult. Yeah. Right. It only just continues to strengthen and be like, so you had the weekend, you worked out at the place Monday through Friday, and then on your free time, you hung out, hung out with the exact same people at the same place. Yeah, and but we ate this time. Cool. <laughs> and, and so that's where it is. it is. It allows you, you want to be able to be like, remembered, have people be able to be talk about it. But also if you continue to do the same thing over, you're only attracting just that one slice of even your own gym yeah. to enjoy it. So it is be, be really purposeful where it's like, okay, we've done something that attract that is for these types of people. Now, what about these types of people? Like what are the different avatars? What are the types of styles of people that you like in your spot? And are you doing something for them? Yeah. And more importantly, who, like, if you want to grow, like not, I don't want to derail it and push it towards too much marketing, but it is understand that this is all part of it. This yeah. is like, it's, it's, it is cloak and dagger style marketing of. They serve two functions. The first function is retention. 
this is at its at its most core it is a retention strategy it's my people need to feel connected to the people in my gym and that's the way it needs to be this is how i keep people warm and fuzzy this is how people go what do you why do you go to this gym the community is better right that's that's the that's the one function that this serves the other function is marketing this is in hopes of getting eyes getting attention and getting people talking that over the long term your spot is the spot that's fun spot that does things together, the spot that looks like they do all sorts of different things and there's different types of people and you're out in the town or in your community representing yourself, your gyms and your community. That's a second function that it serves that I think is, is, is very important. Now, there's events that we talked about, um, talk competitions with kind of being competitions that you host, that you're doing. Don't sleep on doing other people's stuff too. Right. Mm-hmm. If another gym is doing it, go in, whoop their ass, do whatever you got to do. Um, but also can go for just other competitive things that can give you something to focus your training within your gym at for a while. Whether that is a marathon, a half marathon, a fun run, whether there's a triathlon going on, whether there's whatever else is going on in your community. I think participating in those types of mostly fun, maybe some highly competitive contests as a gym, not everybody, but like. Put a call out to your people and your people, the ones that want it, go do it because they will represent you there. Hopefully they represent you well. Again, that makes you and your people very visible in your community. Um, all, all of the positives that we talked about, like the social non-fitnessy side of things where you're just out and about in the right places, that's where it's, it ends up being like through osmosis, you're going to generate leads. Like yeah. people see like, oh, that's really cool, like whatever. But when you come into this area, like the arena of like, competitions or fitness-based events where you're going to go to those things you have people that like to fitness yeah so it is a very warm or hot market and i was talking to a gym owner that owns a boxing spot in town by a boxing spot i mean it's a small garage under a tattoo parlor right that's locally in town because one of my sons wants to get into boxing so we asked a guy who asked a guy and was like well this is the spot we showed up we're like oh holy shit this yeah. is awesome. So that's where we're at. Come to find out they've exploded with people coming to this little garage in the last two weeks. Cause the last competition that they went to, that was 45 minutes away, every fighter on the card, one of the fighters was from their spot. And everyone was like, you realize that if your gym didn't show up, reason gym loosely, your gym didn't show up. We wouldn't have a fight tonight. Like there yeah. it was so many competitors. So th- it's like, we are here. Like the folks that were local, they're like, we're 10 minutes down the road and we couldn't even Never get heard. two fighters. Well, we couldn't even get two fighters to sign up. Yeah. And you guys brought like 12 and it was like, so immediately people start, they want to come check out the spot. So just yeah. the power of like showing up and showing out, it's a little bit like it's, you got to make sure you don't suck. So if you, if you show up, you got some athletes that do some things that starts to turn heads and starts to be gives people the excuse to come check you out. Yeah. So we talked in-house competitions that you host that you run that are happening, right? We've also talked going to other people's contests because it represents your gym out there. The one that probably takes equal work as a as much work as hosting an actual contest yourself is hosting a non-competition event. And we talk about things like open houses or kind of like a, just a, a fun fitness day or whatever this is, it goes on on location. That is almost exclusively to attract new people. Okay. And it does, does serve a very different function, but I think that those events are really, we've had John, we've had so much success having gyms just run a yearly open house. Um, I you treat them almost the same way as a contest. 
right? I treat it, you're still, I want you to get sponsors. I want you to sell booths to vendors. I want you soliciting for raffles and giveaways. I need you to get as many names on lists as, as you possibly can, names, email, stuff like this, so that you can have everyone come in and have a good time. Uh, we did one in the Northeast a while back that we kind of helped facilitate that. They did a really good job. Tons of giveaways, ton of people came, food truck. It was probably 40% of the people in attendance were not members of the gym for sure for the course of the day um and that was really good they brought in fitness instructors from not that gym that was not their spot i really liked that mm -hmm. they had they had to they just brought in a zumba instructor to have fun they brought a a hit coach in there they brought you can do all sorts of neat stuff in a big large group setting that has a wide appeal to people a wide uh, appeals to a wide amount of people but then it's not going to like they know that's not the thing that you do there but they know you don't think it's stupid which means then they like you if I'm going to go to a Zumba thing and there's a and there's a bunch of CrossFit people hanging out doing it, I then might be interested in going to that CrossFit gym, right? Because like, mm -hmm. oh, oh yeah, they, they tried my thing. That looked like fun. They seem like nice people. Then you talk to them and relate to them on a human level. And now you're very, very warm towards that location. Then you won some gift basket. Maybe you didn't. But then you just get a little follow-up email with a nice email or text with a very nice, um, slick, easy introductory offer. We're like, you know what? Yeah, fuck yeah. I'll come try it. Right. That's you. If you play that game times a hundred people, God, it, it, it'll be the most productive day you have in your business. It also opens the door so easily to where a lot of you have gyms that you're paying quite a bit of money for it to be empty. Yes. Yeah. So because that we all know that that's a problem, quote unquote, and you also can't find anyone to hire right now because that's a problem. So, but you already have, Zumba instructors and yoga and like you have all these people that are around. And so it's an easy way when you hold these types of events where you get to kind of just test run somebody in a spot yeah. or again, you're planting a seed where it's like, Hey, would you want to pop in on like a Saturday at this time? Like, or hold a thing like, I can't tell you how many breweries. Cause we in, in Virginia where I'm at there, we have a craft brewery every two miles. Yeah. I cannot tell you at least 95 90% of them all have yoga on Saturdays. And if you do the yoga class, you get a free pint. Yeah. Just comes with the so it's like they figured out that it was this was a slow time. This is a brewery is kind of slow on Saturday at 8 a.m. Yeah. Surprise. So it's easy to bring in people that may be there, maybe not there, but they're gonna yoga somewhere. And I have a wide open space where I can have people yoga here. So to, to be able to test that and bring those different populations into your world to where, hey, maybe if this person really does have the draw, because that's also another piece. You don't know. People oversell and under deliver all goddamn day. So a DJ that's going to come may act like they have a pool or if a Zumba instructor or whoever has pool and they act like and then fucking two people show up. Well, it's a lot less work for you to just kind of plug them into a slot of time on an open house than trying to like build it up and then sell it and then nobody fucking shows up. And then it's like, well, people just don't like yoga. It's like, yeah. that's not a thing. Yeah. And some of them guys, you can do them just because they're fun. And then you can figure out what the reward is after the fact. Right. So we have one of our gear Academy gyms hosts a full on that's right. DJ costume party twice a year in the gym to the point where then the DJs came back and like, yo, can we use your spot again? Mm -hmm. and, and like, and he's like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. I ain't open. And, but they, they, uh, it allows him to be there. It allows their members to be there. They all have a really good time. Guys, people having fun in your building, around your people, and with your people 
that's like the secret sauce here because that's what's going to keep them there. If you can get them to experience that first instead of just telling them about it, which fucking always fails. Don't ever tell anybody how great your community is. Nobody gives a shit. No. Okay? They can either experience it or they're going to think you're lying or trying to get them to join your cult. But if I go to a party at a spot and I have a really good time with these people, I don't even need to hear it. It's like, all right, yeah, it's kind of cool. It can compel you to join. You'll already have social connections. It makes it like joining a spot that a friend's already going to. Okay, and I think that that's a that's a great idea. Speaking of DJs, one of our spots in uh, in Europe that I used to go to a lot would have Friday nights off. I think is every other Friday night they just have a DJ come in. This is a twenty four hour gym or a, a you know public open gym, no real coach products there. So there'd just be a DJ and like dim lights and lights just dropping. That's awesome, you know. Like those, those things are a really good time, you know? So there's, again, I think you can stick to the standard staples. Guys, have a barbecue on Memorial Day. You are allowed to barbecue Memorial Day weekend. You can totally have barbecue, but it's just, there's more to it than that. I just think there's more to it. And you can have, if you're a CrossFit gym, have your in-house CrossFit contest once a year and you bring other gyms in and whatever. You can do that. You can level that up or you can keep it small. But I think filling in the gaps with some of these other easier to execute things, um, I think that really warms the whole situation up and, and, and really changes it because the things I just described for you, the yearly functional fitness contest and the yearly barbecue are shit that every single goddamn gym does. So like, what are you doing at this point other than just like, Hey, our toilets work. Come join us. We got water. I mean, it just says it's not any different. So if people, and when we talk about, again, the book, Conversational Capital, how to create things that people will talk about, you can't just be doing the same shit that everyone else is doing. So your friend, you, you and your people go have a great night out with a, at a comedy club, and then you pop around. What a great, fun night with your gym, as opposed to, like, your wife's stupid friends who you hate going out with, or, you know, your, your husband's obnoxious pals from college who he gets to see twice. Like, that blows. It might be an exceptional social event for you. And doing enough of those different types of things, peppering the fitness stuff, the social stuff, the in-house, the external stuff. Now you got a package over a year that's still relatively easy to manage, easy to plan, doesn't cost you a bunch of money. Do that over the course of a couple of years, and I think you're going to have a very different reputation and a very different connection to your members. All better. And when you're thinking about that list of all the things that we just talked about and that you just listed out, compare that to how you're trying to acquire new people right now. What are the things that you're doing? They're less the most, fun for you. They suck. Oh, most of them just totally suck, yeah. right? It's like the Texting majority of the people, people who don't want your shit. <laughs> yeah, so either you're cold, cold DMing people that have liked something or have commented on a post. So now you just are creeping into their DMs that way. Yeah. Or you're running ads, which right now <clears throat> what we're seeing is like Facebook is eating a plate of dicks right now when it comes to ads across the board. And we're not the only people that are seeing it. I'm starting to see the crowd. Everyone's like, is there something that's happened like the last couple of months? It's like everyone just eating shit when it comes to ads. So you're running ads. And if you're not eating a plate of shit, then God bless you. But it's that's the only other way you're doing it. And then referrals. So it's like your referral play based off of people that just already are members of the gym. And you kind of just ask. And they're all important. All three of these things are important. But the problem is we just listed for fucking 40 minutes. Some really genuinely interesting or fun ways to go about acquiring leads. That's so much better than you trying to get people excited about a free fucking class on Saturday that you're going to show up to at a park Take and no one shows up to. 
one that I had missed on here too as well is cooking classes. Okay. You don't have to attend one that's already on a schedule. There's someone that puts those on. Now you have a group. Okay. So one, you'll all get a better rate. Two is it'll be just you and your people. What another great op op opportunity for you to deliver real value for your people as well. So these, what I want to hear from you guys out there. So talked about a ton of different things but what i want to hear from you guys is send us a dm or post in the in the uh, uh facebook page gym owners revolution facebook page post some of these unique ideas that you've had let us know if there's different things that you've done you go to the gun range like what are some of the ones that have one i want to know what's the most fun all of you out there tell me what the most fun one that you guys have done that was the blast and then which one was the uh most productive as far as like kind of getting you new members right. yeah and I want to know and any unique cool ideas that you've had. Because one, good ideas should be shared, first off. Um, and two, I've, yeah, I'm just really interested in hearing because we, we have a big network of gyms that we work with on a daily basis. And it is really nice to give them a laundry list of ideas out there. You guys should be sharing this stuff with all other gym owners, right? Share it with us so we can share it with ours. Um, because they, not everything is for everybody. Taking people to the gun range is not going to be for you, your gym, maybe especially if you're up in Canada, guys. But, uh, but, but for some guys, it'd be like, oh, shit, I never thought about that. That rules. And I got members here that have this, and they can maybe facilitate for a few that can't. And I don't, what a, there's a lot of cool ideas out there to be had, and I think you should try as many of them as possible. So that's what we got for today. Thanks for listening. Hope you all had a good time. Uh, again, let us know your cool ideas for your cool events, in-house, external, competition wise and socially focused and fitness focused outings please please hook us up so thanks for listening we want you to go to gymownersrevolution.com make sure you go to the facebook group links in the description follow the show at the gym owners podcast on instagram follow me at tyler f and stone that's tyler eff i and stone and john follow me at jbanksfl all right guys that'll do it for today make sure you share the show like the show do all the things that you need to do with the show visit the website thank you very much bye